What's up, y'all? If you're listening right now, thank you so much. Um, Before we dive into this week's podcast, we wanted to do something a little different and premiere our last song of the year and the the 12th song, well, technically the 14th song that we've released this year. Um, As you may know, if you've listened to our earlier podcast or if you've been following us throughout the year and you know us, we have been writing, producing, recording, fully engineering, um, and releasing one song a month this year. It's been a lot of fun. Um, this is our last song, um, of the year to kind of cap off that, that full first goal that we made. Uh, this song's called one day and it comes out on December 18th. There you go. All streaming services. Hopefully, hopefully (laughs) if we get it right. So here you go. This is one day live on the North of 60 forecast. Welcome to the North of 64th episode. 
of the North 64 cast. Do you get it? What's up, y'all? <laughs> What's happening, y'all? Thank I, you for joining us again. I'm Darren. Greg's drinking water. I am Greg, having a sip of water. Thank you if you're listening right now. Um, shout out to anyone who's supported us so far. Our fourth episode. This yeah. is this has been a lot of fun. I really didn't think it'd make it this far, so this is really cool. I genuinely, Actually. a part of me genuinely thought that we'd do one episode, recap our mm-hmm. year, and then just move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah for <laughs> sure. This is fun. It's fun. You just hit record and you talk, man. Yeah. Shit's fun. If anyone it's cares easy. at all what we have to say. Yeah. It's cool if you do. It's cool, yeah. I think today we have like a, de- a cool, kind of like a formatted episode, I guess, for the first time. You yeah, know? so this is going to be our most like structured episode yeah. to and, date. And hopefully it brings some value, too. I mean, we're going to talk about... Um, kind of our take on the songwriting side of music production and not necessarily tips, but just, I guess, tips. Kind, kind of, of tips, yeah. Things that we generally do when we're songwriting, good habits that we've gotten into. and Yeah, like our, uh, our process of kind of what we do when we get together and how we've gotten to this point. Yeah. Right? Like as practices that we use. Exactly, right? yeah. Before we dive into that, um, I do want to mention, I mean, by the time you guys hear this, we... Uh, just being transparent with you, we recorded this about a week and a half before you actually get to listen to it. It is just, December 3rd. It is December 3rd today. So um, Spotify wrapped up, just came out. Um, just wanted to make mention of that. I think it's sick that Spotify is better than every other streaming service ever. <laughs> um, but no, one one really cool thing. I was, on, um, I was looking through the year 2020 wrap today on Spotify and I did not know that they did something this year called On Record which is cool. There's like, I think it outlines four different things, but there's, um, essentially shows a song of an artist you listen to a lot. And that song that you listen to a lot. And the next track that comes up after it is a podcast about, or an interview with that artist. So today I listened to, um, two of the podcasts that were on there. One of them was, a, a, I think it was called the life and music of Mac Miller, which was cool because I listened to a lot of Mac Miller this year. And another one was um, a Black Bear interview because I listened to a lot of Black Bear this year. So I, I saw that was a cool little thing that they did. So if, if you guys have Spotify and you didn't know about that, check out that on record on your 2020 rap. If you don't have Spotify, you should. Yeah, if you don't have Spotify, just get Spotify. There is literally no reason to have Apple Music. Yeah. There be, is not one benefit. Just got to be an adult in this situation. I have two uh, Google Homes. One of them was from Spotify. Yeah. As for being a customer. Yeah. You know what Apple Music gave you? I'm waiting yeah. to, to hear. Yeah, let us know. Leave it yeah. in the comments below. <laughs> yeah, tweet us. Tweet us. Find North of 64 on Twitter, then tweet us. <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah, that's how much we care. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Yeah, with with um, Spotify wrapped up, it just uh, made me think of what music I'm listening to right now. That was a terrible segment. <laughs> <laughs> no, one thing... Uh, uh, we we kind of want to talk about what music we're listening to right now. We'll probably make this kind of a weekly thing, just every week talk about what yeah. what music's on our radar. Yeah, give our like suggestions, kind of what our influences are going forward. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Right now, I'm listening to a lot of the Kid Leroy. Um, the dude's stupid talented. The melodies this guy comes up with on his album. He does. Um, I believe, I'm not sure if it's on this album or if it's on work coming up, but I know that he's working with Ryan Tedder, who is um, a songwriter and producer, the vocalist of One Republic. Tedder? Tedder. I hardly knew her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness, that's enough of that. That's cool. But uh, the Kid Leroy's album's called Fuck Love, and um, yeah, that's one album I've been bumping a lot. 
Um, another one that just came out um, last week as we're recording this, it came out uh, last Friday. Miley Cyrus dropped a new album called Plastic Hearts. Yeah, that shit slaps. The album's great. And my biggest takeaway from it was, um, and it, she did an interpolation of that Stevie Nicks song, something 17, once yeah. I was seven, whatever it's called. But um, that that was amazing. She did a cover of Zombie, the Zombie by the Cranberries, one is amazing. And I absolutely love that song. And her cover of it was spot on, man. She killed it. And she covered another song too. She's such an underrated singer. Yeah, she is. And it's cool because she's such like a raw vocalist. Because I personally, like I, when I think of Miley Cyrus, I don't think like, wow, she's the best singer ever. I think like it just sounds so genuine and so real. And she's got such like a powerful voice. Yeah. And I like like she lets her voice break. She pushes her voice. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite things um, about her and that record specifically. Yeah. I've, um, so earlier this year, Brian Fallon released an EP called Local Honey. Which I've been going back to a lot. It's like uh, it's a lot different from his earlier stuff. It's kind of like a Bob Dylan-y, like acoustic folk album kind of oh, yeah, thing, right. and a lot of like like soft kind of ballady songs. But it's uh, it's really nice. My wife thinks I'm upset whenever I put it on. It's like sad. Like it's like yeah. City in Color. Like I like listening to City in Color yeah. sometimes, but then it's just like it's such a sad vibe. So he's got one track in particular. It's called uh, Twenty One Days. I think it was the single from the album. Uh, and every single time I've put it on, uh, Mikhail will ask me if I'm okay. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> just <no>. checking in. <laughs> the album's amazing. Uh, that, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, Halsey dropped an album this year, Manic. Oh yeah, Manic Slaps. It's, it's just, it's incredible. That album absolutely yeah. slacks. I think she's one of the top, like, female artists going today. Yeah. Like, I'd say of, so, yeah. In terms of a songwriter, a performer, everything, yeah. I think she's amazing. Yeah. And there's a I lot of, a, if you haven't checked it out, like, 3AM on that track, that album's amazing. 3AM slaps. What's the? Um, you should be sad. Was like the single off the album, which yeah. is really good. Dominic's interlude. Yeah, that yeah. kicks ass. And with that being said, Dominic Fike's album that dropped. What could possibly go wrong? Of course, yeah. That was that's probably my top album of the year, actually, personally. That's uh, yeah. that's what Spotify told me. Yeah. So <laughs> I think that's uh, that's my top go-to album. That was my number uh, three on Spotify this year. Big Vibe by Seaway took the number one for me. Yeah, shout out Seaway. Yeah, Some local talent on there. That album kicks ass. Yeah. If you haven't heard it yet, you should definitely check that out. I personally haven't heard the entire thing. I've heard two songs. I think Miss Davis is one called? Miss David. Miss David. Yeah. And then there was another Big it's my Vibe. my favorite song off the album, yeah. Miss David. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. If you have preconceived notions about Seaway of being like a generic pop punk band, it's nothing like that anymore. Uh, so they had an old singer, Patrick, who's gone now, who was like the whiny pop punk vocalist of the band. Yeah. Super annoying. Oh. Really, really. No, that he was annoying. Very happy he's gone. Oh. <laughs> um, but it's like an 80s like indie pop album with a bunch of synths. And it, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. sick. Yeah, it slap. I, the, the two songs I heard slap. So I need to, I yeah. need to check that out myself. Still Blue, super good. Uh, Peach is really fun. It's a really nice. cool, like, little poppy rock song. Yeah. yeah. You should check it out. Yeah. Shout out, shout out Seaway, too. A local Ontario uh, band. Yeah. Shout out Seaway. Oakville, Ontario. Oakville, Ontario. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what we've been listening to lately. <clears throat> if you can, uh, if you guys want to check any of that out, it's our recommendations. Yeah. Week. That's what I, I recommend. Should, I think we should do this, like, what, every, like, week? Yeah. Right? It's nice to talk about music and give uh, suggestions, especially through this year. I found um, earlier in the year it was hard for me, personally, to find... Um, new music to listen to when 
Because usually, like, driving to and from work was when I'd listen to a lot of music. Me too. So when yeah, I'm yeah. working from home for, like, four months, it's like, I'm sitting at home. I found some days I just wouldn't even listen to music, and I'd realize later on in the day, it's like, oh my god, like, I'm, yeah. I'm going insane right now. I mostly listen to podcasts at home. Like, I yeah. usually only listen to music in the car, or if, like, you know, like we'll, we'll, we'll talk about in a bit when I'm writing. Yeah. To find, like, inspiration. But early, early in the year, it was the same as you. I wasn't listening to a lot. I was kind of... We knew Dom's album was coming, so we were both kind of waiting for that. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, there was a there was so much anticipation for yeah. that one, man. I was so looking forward to that album. And Local I, Honey, delivered. Uh, Brian Fallon's album, came out at the beginning of March. He books a tour for the summer, which I buy tickets for. <laughs> that didn't happen. About a week later, <laughs> the world's over. And so I feel like that album especially didn't get a lot of the attention it deserved. Yeah. Because it came out at just the absolute worst possible time that music could have yeah. dropped tough year to release music man it's yeah. really tough even when we dropped lazy it came out like two weeks after the initial quarantine yeah so it's like who the fuck is gonna care yeah that was brutal i remember even for some promo of that you recorded a guitar solo of it that we could post from your house like i couldn't yeah. even be with you you just yeah yeah and like who's gonna give a shit it's like we're all being told if we leave our house we're gonna die <laughs> exactly <laughs> like, but listen to this song with a music video that we ate food in your basement in yeah. That should liven up all your moods. The music video was terrible, too. No, it was good. Yeah. It was fun. Fun day filming that. It kicked your ass at N64 Wrestling. You did. You definitely did, yeah. yeah. It's an experience thing. Yeah, we out here. Your child of PlayStation <laughs> 2. Yeah, we out here. Anyways, the bulk of this podcast, I think we're both just going to get into, like, we each have, like, three songwriting tips and preferences that we want to get into. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I mean, it's, it's kind of more so, like, good habits I think I've gotten into. With this being said, I mean, like, what we're about to dive into here, it's this isn't, like, a right way to do it or a wrong way to do it. Like, this is literally just how we approach it. It's making music is such an open-minded thing that there's there's literally I'm sure you've heard this a million times before if you're a creator there are no rules to making music. No, it's very fluid. It's very fluid. This is literally just this is how we approach it, um, and not even I mean well pretty much what I'm going to say is pretty much something I do all the time, but it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. It's just um, this is how we do it. If you can take something from this, amazing. And it might help you too if you're like, uh, say you're just a guitarist or a singer. And you want to kind of get off the ground in songwriting, I feel like you could take something from this to get started with it. Mm -hmm. If you're more experienced, uh, a lot of this might be some stuff that you probably already know, but it never even hurts just to kind of hear it back. You know, yeah. and maybe it's a habit that you've forgotten about that now you can now reinforce, right? So exactly. You want to you wanna get started with your number one? <clears throat> number three? Number one? Do you want to go in chronological order? There's no chronological order. Every, so mine is uh, super, mine's not like. Um really listed out as one, two, three. It's just like a few ideas that I, I hold all to the kind of same standard. Um, the number one thing is, I just said it. In the <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing I'll mention is simplicity is key. Mm -hmm. You can, you can really, we've done this so many times where we're creating a piece of music and we start with say some guitars. We put like a nice harp down. We put drums in, we have a vocal melody idea and then we're like, oh, let's keep adding stuff to it. We'll add like a bunch of other elements that just fill up unnecessary space and kind of, they add like a muddiness and just a crowded feeling to the piece of music that we're creating. Mm -hmm. And then we find like, I'm over this. I don't even want to do it anymore. Sometimes without even realizing that these things that we're adding are turning us off of this piece of music. 
So one thing I'll, I'll really mention that I've found to be super useful for myself is keeping things simple. If you just made a beat with um, four chords, four guitar chords, whatever you play them on, a keyboard, whatever, four chords, um, drums, an 808, and then you're going to put a vocal on top, you're Sometimes in a good you space. Yeah. You know, that could... And a prime example of that is the artist Russ. Russ is... Um, arguably one of one of the top rappers right now. Um, he's a name for sure. Numbers wise, yeah. he's one of the top rappers. He um, his beats are so simple. Go listen to that. I mean, he has kick, snare, hi hat, and his melodies and chords and his vocals. That's it's pretty much it. It's it's super simple. Um, and within that, within keeping things simple, make sure you leave space for your vocal. Depending on the style of music you're making, you're most likely making a style with vocals. Um, keep your, your beat and your instrumental simple enough that those vocals are gonna sit nicely on top and there is space for them. Like don't overcrowd it and just, yeah, just keep it simple. Even at the base level of that, like in terms of uh, like the building block of a song, right? To me, it all starts with the chords. The chords and the key and what you're going to start with, right? Yeah. And I find a lot of people, that's a good tip that I've got, um, is to not overcomplicate your chord progressions, right? Like, we've talked about it, too. At the beginning, we were like, okay, so we can't just use, like, a C, A, G chord progression because it's so fucking boring and everyone does it, Yeah. right? We got to add these trills in there and make them seventh chords and then complicate the piss out of everything. Yeah. When in reality, the chords are just kind of like the foundation, of the song, and a lot of times, if you stick to kind of basic major minor chords, you're not going to have anything for the vocalist to clash with. Yeah. Right? Like, a, a guy who's not the most experienced vocalist, if he's singing over a seventh chord, he might hit a note that clashes with that seven. Yeah, and with that being said, with you um, playing a seventh chord instead of just a normal chord, it may make it more difficult for that vocalist to write to the... Um, seven chord because there's yeah. an extra um there's an extra note within that chord that might kind of clash with their idea mm -hmm. of what melody they want to put down on it yeah so especially if you're just starting out i totally agree keep everything kind of like bare bones simple and you'd be surprised how much you can get out of like a one four five chord progression yeah straight up like, i mean most pop songs are almost all of them yeah are like a exactly. one four six five or it's some extension of that it is the formula for a reason yeah. So my number, whatever, if we're not doing numbers, <laughs> one of mine is uh, kind of build a routine and have a plan in place before you go into your actual like songwriting process. So I, I don't mean so much like go in and do the exact same thing every single time because that kind of stifles your creativity, but have like kind of, I have my own like little set of rules and like a checklist that I kind of go into. Even if it's as simple as, like, I kind of know the tempo I want to hit and the mood I want to hit and the, uh, just kind of like the general vibe. I want it to be a laid back kind of song or, uh, whatever, some upbeat pop song. I don't go into anything just totally blind. Yeah. Like, I won't just fire up Pro Tools with nothing in my head and just go, I'll play a chord and yeah. go from there have some yeah. sort of idea and like you said yeah like kind of set the the tone for yourself really yeah so even sometimes like i'll when i go to write i'll just chuck on spotify and listen to a song that i'm kind of trying to like like emulate yeah like a song that inspires you yeah, yeah. not like a, i'm not just gonna like 
fire up a Dominic Fike song and steal what he's doing. No. <laughs> but like I might listen to uh, Politics and Violence and go, I really like that transition he did in the middle. Yeah. And I like the whole kind of vibe of the song. I'm going to try to kind of match that mood. Yeah. Right? Totally. And even the tempo. Like a lot of times I'll just kind of nod my head to the tempo I'm trying to find, hit the tap on Pro Tools and go from there. Right? Exactly. Yeah. But I always have some kind of like like base, I suppose is the best way to put this. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. It's good to walk into a session where, and this goes for whether you're writing alone or writing with a group of people or someone else. It's always good to walk into the session um, with an idea of the vibe that you want to aim for. Like, even if it's as simple as being like, if you're someone who likes playing multiple genres, even if it's something as simple as sitting down and being like, you know what, like I want to record like, a, a laid back, like kind of slower, like in my feels folk song. Mm-hmm. You can kind of just sit down. Now you have some sort of driver that's going to point you in the right direction. With that being said, you might start making that song and you'll add other elements that makes it like an alternative pop song. But as long as you go in there with somewhat of an idea of yeah. what you want to create, then generally you'll help drive yourself uh, towards that. Yeah, it gets you off the ground. Like I, when I first started doing this, I would kind of get stuck where I'd be like, I'd sit down with my guitar and just kind of play random shit and not really have an idea of where I wanted to go. And then I end up with getting stuck and frustrated and just kind of stop. Yeah. Right. Whereas if I go into it knowing I want to write like, uh, so like what we do with Pink Skies, right? I knew we wanted to do like an upbeat, synthy, poppy chord progression, right? Yeah. And that's all I had to work off of, but that kind of then inspired me to play something and build from there. Yeah, right? exactly. So have a plan in mind and have like a routine in mind. As you start to sum it all up, I suppose. Yeah. No, I totally yeah. agree. Um, yeah, another one I'll mention um, that I think is very important. And I, I think it kind of goes without saying, but I'm going to mention it because I've found that it's been so important to our writing process over the past year is don't be afraid to experiment and step out of your comfort zone. So not necessarily... Um, not necessarily contradicting what I said um, with keeping things simple. It should still necessarily stay simple in a sense. But what I mean by experimenting is just try new techniques um, each time you're writing something or each mm-hmm. time you're mixing something and doing some creative mixing. Because I still kind of consider creative mixing as part of the, not necessarily the songwriting process, but it's a part of the overall production and feel of the song. It's the creation process. Exactly. Yeah. yeah creative sure. mixing is, is definitely still a big part of that. So, um, Try new things. I mean, if if you're approaching something, so say for us, for example, when Darren and I first started making music, um, even before North of 64, when we were making some stuff leading into North of 64, I pretty much could only sing uh, over minor key instrumentals. <laughs> this was hell. <laughs> and Darren is generally a major key guitar player. So it took a lot of working for him to... I think he, you tricked me the first time Several actually times, you played yeah. something. Yeah. So you, where you play something that kind of sounds like it's a minor key, but it was in a major key. And so, it pushed me out of my comfort zone to be able to sing over that. So come down. Uh, I did trick him. Uh, so it's D minor, A minor, F major, G major. But the way... So the D minor is actually the five chord. So it kind of sounds like it resolves to that minor. When in reality, the whole song is actually in, I believe, G major. Yeah. So I used, I kind of snuck those two major chords in because I knew they would work and I knew you just had to see it. Yeah. But I couldn't make it sound like as upbeat and poppy as maybe I wanted it to. But it's like, it was like a little win. 
I can yeah. get like. Well, no, and, and that worked in uh, kind of pushing me out of my comfort zone and helped me experiment with um, writing melodically over a major chord progression. But yeah, I mean, the, the main thing I'm trying to kind of get across here is just experiment with your music, try new things. If there are things that um, you haven't tried before, whether it, like it's within the genre or outside of the genre that you're working in, just try it. Just sit down yeah. and just, I mean, if you're working um, in an audio workspace such as Pro Tools or Logic or Fruity Loops, whatever you use, just turn different knobs, use different plugins, like manipulate sounds differently in ways that you wouldn't before. Try chopping up audio tracks and reversing some parts and switching stuff around. I mean, the whole outro of Truman, if you've listened to Truman um, by us, it's, we literally um, sat down and chopped up my vocals, reversed them, put like weird effects on yeah. them, chopped up guitar stuff. And we just experimented and we're like, you know what, like that sounds dope. Let's top this off and release it. Yeah, a lot of times when you do get stuck in like a rut, it's because you've been repeating yourself and not even really knowing it, right? Like, because even if you're not playing the exact same things, you'll be trying the exact same things in different ways and eventually yeah. you'll run out. Yeah, right? and even if before you start running out, it will just, it will start becoming really stale. Like one, Right, like you won't like anything you're doing because it'll be all too familiar to you. Exactly. One thing I noticed before... Um, you and I started making music together when I was originally doing Fat Pratt as a solo thing on my own. Mm. Every beat I was making, it, it just all became so stale. Every beat started like in my head to sound the exact same. And I, I didn't get it at first. I was like, no, like this is the formula. Like I need to do this. I need to follow the formula. This will work. And then when we had the idea to like get together and like make guitar based stuff, I was like, okay, like I'm going to try something new and see where this goes. And within doing that, we've experimented every single session with new techniques. Yeah. And like, so there is something to be said too about sticking to a formula, but just doing it in creative ways. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, and this kind of leads, it's perfect. It leads into my next thing is tension and release in mm -hmm. your music. So in music and in a lot of forms of just art in general, whether it's television, uh, books, TV shows, whatever, the reason you kind of pay attention to it is the eventual payoff, the yeah. payoff of something. In a movie, it's the twist or the ending. In a yeah. book, it's kind of the same thing, whatever. In music, it's typically the chorus. Yeah. Or whether the high point of your song, whether it's the chorus or the solo or whatever. The bridge part it leads to, whatever it exactly, is. Exactly, right? And a lot of it is to do with the building of tension throughout. The reason a chorus hits so hard is if you're doing it well is because you've built up to it with something and it's really about like to me managing my energy levels in a song like yeah. i'll kind of even like kind of map <clears throat> it out as i go where i know i want to peak at this point i know i want to come down at this point mm -hmm. i know i want to say the whole song like a lot of truman for example is building to that outro solo yeah right like yeah the verses are kind of pulled back. The choruses, they they jump a bit forward and there's some new elements and then it all kind of pays off at the end. The solo really hits, yeah. Right. The reason this formula of that you've heard in every pop song ever of intro, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus is because the verses come down. They lead to sometimes an even further stripped down pre-chorus where you steal some elements back mm -hmm. and then you pay them all off yeah. with, the, with the chorus, yeah. right? And that helps that chorus really gets like stuck in your head and stand out as the biggest thing. Yeah. If your whole <clears throat> song is one continuous like 
stream of energy mm-hmm. where it never stops. It's just like punching you in the face all the time. Then nothing will stand out. Yeah. And you know? I mean, of course that works too. Of course everything works. Yeah. But there's a reason why certain things are just more common practice, I suppose. Totally. Especially within like pop, like billboard charting songs. Of course. Yeah. Like, so if you're in like a thrash punk band, uh, ignore everything I'm saying. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, straight up. Straight I'm mostly up. talking to like, I guess your modern, like radio pop, hip hop, even like, totally. um, yeah. pop punk and rock. Yeah. Essentially right? like the formula based music. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And especially like a lot of my stuff is to do if you're just starting out and you want to work on your structure. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times rather than getting super experimental at first, go with what you know is going to work. You know, if you do your intro, which is typically your hook or a stripped down version of your hook to your verse where you switch over to your hi-hats, you take a couple of other elements away, a breathy pre-chorus and then a big chorus, nine times out of 10, that's going to work. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It will be catchy, catchy if nothing else. Yeah. You know, it will help. uh, Yeah, I agree. And I mean, another thing um, in terms of production for tension and release is um, in your verses, maybe leave some more open space so that you can have an element that's going to sit nicely in your mix that comes in in the chorus mm-hmm. and just makes it feel a little bigger. It can literally, like, I mean, we generally with North of 64, we just use small textures that mm-hmm. aren't necessarily noticeable, but if they weren't there, something would feel like it's missing. Yeah. You know, we use it to just fill up that little extra bit of space and give it that little extra driver. Um, a little, I mean, background tip that we can add to this that we do a lot of the times for our textures, we'll generally put um, textures that sit in the background will generally put like uh, tremolators on them. So they will have trem. Yeah. So although it's sitting in the background, you don't notice it that much. It's naturally driving. If you don't know what trem is, it's essentially, um, this is not a technical way of explaining it, but <laughs> it's essentially, you can consider it like an up and down like volume automation. It's so like a, a pulse. Wow, wow. Yeah. yeah, it pulses. Um, so yeah, I mean, just adding those little textures in during the chorus and like pulling those textures away for the mm-hmm. verse, just you can create tension and release by messing with mm-hmm. different textures and utilizing the full mm-hmm. um, frequency spectrum of your mix. One thing that we like to do a lot too, especially um, to kind of catch you right away is in an intro, for example. So we'll use, say the base of the hook as the intro. And a lot of times we wanted the vocal in it, but it'll be like the main guitar and the drum of the hook. Yeah. And then we'll filter it where it's all kind of pulled way back and it loses a lot of its body. So right off the bat, you're kind of building up this tension and waiting for this thing to open up. Mm -hmm. And then whether you go into directly into your verse or now the full fledged hook, now it feels like that hook is really like paid off because you waited for it and you were waiting for this thing to just kind of open up. Yeah. We pull the filters off of it for the course and now it just feels it's the exact same thing being played. Yeah. But we just, using audio manipulation, we just, we yeah. gave you the full frequency spectrum back and now it just feels a yeah. lot bigger. It's like every romantic comedy you've ever seen where you wouldn't care about when they got back together at the end if they didn't break up first. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, That's, yeah, it's a good way, a good metaphor. You know, you got to build up all the energy to then pay it all off at some point. Yeah. Right. And that's a very, to me, especially in modern music is everything yeah it's the payoff right yeah i fully agree in the age of like instant gratification everyone's waiting for that yeah that um gratification gratification lack of a better word yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah so my next one and i guess my final one um don't force anything 
there, there will be times where you sit down and you set a full Thursday night aside and you're like, when I get home from work, when I get home from school, when I have free time tonight, whatever your situation is, I'm going to work on music. I'm going to make a full instrument. I'm going to write a full <laughs> song. Sometimes it's just not going to come to you and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I have had plenty of times when I first really started uh, making and releasing music where I'd sit down and I'd be like, I, I just couldn't think of anything. I'd put down some melodies and it just, it straight up just sounded like shit. But I was like, no, like tonight is my music night. I'm making this happen. Like I, I need to push through and find ideas. So I'd end up making something miserably and I'd listen back like a couple days later and I'm like, what is this? Like it just doesn't turn out good. Sometimes it's, it's okay to step away from a project even if that's your one music making night, you can come back to it. You can make time for it another time if it's that important to you. Um, it, it's okay to walk away from a product, a project, and whether you need to go and find inspiration elsewhere, go for a walk, watch a movie, listen to music, or maybe you're you just need a night off for making music. It doesn't always happen, and that's okay. Burnout factor is real too, and one thing that I've learned is if music isn't fun eventually you'll stop making time to do it. Yeah. Right? Like, So if you force it and you're not having a good time that night, you're going to have these, these negative connotations in your mind that I went to do this tonight and it sucked. So tomorrow it's really easy just to fire up my PlayStation because yeah, I know that's exactly. going to be fun. Exactly. Well, some nights it is, some nights it sucks <laughs> too. But there's, like, there's no pressure to it. It's just like you're playing video games, right? Exactly. It's a lot easier to throw on Netflix for the night is probably a better example of that, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, music and art is supposed to be fun and enjoyable. Yeah. And if you're forcing it, then most times it's just going to be miserable. It's going to suck. Yeah. And I mean, for there's a lot of songs we've made that we know we forced because for yeah. our situation, like being the two of us working on stuff together, um, we don't live like up the street from each other. Like we live about a half hour away from each other. So if we have a music night, we just drove out of the way to get to, to sorry, to get to each other to make music. So we're going to make it work. With that being said, there has been nights <laughs> where we have started a, a project or a piece of music it hasn't worked out so we're like we, there's been nights where we watched wrestling <laughs> promos from the 80s yeah hard times hard times <laughs> let me tell you about hard times daddy <laughs> so like yeah. we it happens sometimes and it's you it's important to understand when to i guess yeah we can kind of segue that into this too it's important to let yourself rest know when you need rest and don't force yourself. We've gotten better with that too. Like, yeah, so yeah. especially that night where we just watched wrestling promos for the night, yeah. we kind of knew as soon as I got here that we both had like a tough day at work. Yeah, and this wasn't really gonna happen. Like, I don't even really think we started anything. Like, we talked for a bit and we had a beer. Yeah, and then YouTube was there, and all of a sudden it's like nine o'clock. Yeah, it's like there's no point. We're watching Dusty Roads. Let's just watch promos. YouTube and yeah. talk and hang out and whatever. And and that's fine. Totally. Right. Like. Unless you do this for a living and you're on a strict deadline where you're probably going to have people around you to help you anyways. And with that yeah. being said, remember that if you're doing this for a living, you didn't just get home from work. Yeah. You know? No, like, that exactly. is your work. You know? It's, it's different. Different situation. Like, a lot of us, I wouldn't really consider us hobbyists, but it is kind of a hobby and it's something we enjoy doing. And it should always be that. Even if it is your full-time job. To me, music should always be something... That's fun and fluid and enjoyable. 
Yeah, if you don't um, love the music you're working on, then it's it's like anything, man. It will it will show in your work. If you're an artist, like if you draw or you paint or something, um, it's gonna show when you half-ass a piece and you post a picture yeah. of it. I'll I'll share the story I read today on Reddit. Uh, then we can move on. But there was a guy. He made it sound like he records music for a living. I don't think he does. And he's blowing smoke out of his house. <laughs> but he said he was trying to record this guitar solo for like an hour. Right, and he just couldn't get it right, and he couldn't get it to work. And his producer said, "So this guy was a big Ramones fan. Why don't you hang your guitar as low as it can go on a strap, and just just try, yeah, and fuck around with it, yeah, just have fun." And he said, after one take, he could notice just how loose and free it was, yeah. And while it was technically like messy, it had all kinds of like emotion to it, yeah. And it was like you could hear that he was having fun with it. Yeah. And if you're like all tight and tense, that will come off in your music. 100%, man. 100%. You can tell when people enjoy what they're doing. Yeah. You know? totally. Even on stage, you can always tell the bands that are having fun playing to the bands that are scared to death to be yeah. there. Like me when we played any shows. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm working on, and I will be better when shows come back. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah, and that's yeah. it. Don't, uh, don't force things. It, it will... The ideas will always flow back to you, whether it's in other ways or whatever the case is. Just don't force something. If, if it feels like you're forcing yourself to make music, just step away from it for a bit. That's my, it. my last one, which I feel is very important to, especially, again, beginners of doing this, the importance of editing. So I find a lot, we have a kind of a thing where we always know we want our songs to be around three minutes. Yeah, three give or minutes, take. twenty seconds, yeah. right? And it's really easy, especially if you're, say, you're the vocalist, you're writing lyrics, right? To write a fucking novel <laughs> and say, I have a whole lot to say. Yeah. And I play guitar, so I do want to cram a guitar solo in there. And I want this just epic. And all of a sudden, you have this six minute song that no one's going to get two minutes into. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of times, it will be better is if you strip that down to a couple verses, repeat your choruses more than you think, and call it a day. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, you will have a better product. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, structuring a song, I think we've kind of touched on structuring a song throughout pretty much every point we've touched on. Yeah. Structuring a song is incredibly yeah. important. You never, to me, want to go any longer than the song needs to be. And a lot of times, you don't need that third verse. Yeah. And you don't need that extra eight bars in that bridge. Yeah. You're better off to just cut both of them and chuck an extra chorus on the end. Yeah. The, I mean, at the end of the day, the chorus is most likely that driving, catchy yeah. part of your song. Like a sub point to this is almost uh, how important repetition is. Yeah. Drive the point like, home. Like a lot of people. So if you have a song with four choruses and that chorus is simple and catchy enough, mm -hmm. a lot more people will gravitate to that song rather than a song where... You just wrote a book. Yeah. And and don't get me they wrong. They both have their place. That has its place too. Yeah. It 100% doesn't. My favorite artist of all time is Brian Fallon, who tells stories in his songs. Yeah. And a lot of it is like reading a book. Mm -hmm. He wrote a song called Great Expectations about the Charles Dickens book. Yeah, right. Great Expectations. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of... That has to be done to me in such a specific way and in such like a, like a specific quality yeah. for it to work. Yeah. You can tell a story and you can tell this big, long, epic story if you have something important to say. Totally. And there's, there's definitely like countless incredible songs that 
do that are like up there in time, like five to six minutes long, that have incredible stories, and it it works. But I yeah. I totally hear what you're saying again, and it kind of relates to pretty much every anything we've mentioned um, in terms of structuring your song. It's all kind of based around like a pop song formula, you know? Yeah. So like for sure, what you're saying, I think, totally relates perfectly to to hitting that like structure, mm-hmm. you know? Like. It was a good quote I got from, uh, there's a guy called Holistic Songwriting on YouTube, who everyone should check out if you're getting into songwriting. Uh, He has a couple books, too, you should definitely check out. But he was talking about the new art of uh, storytelling and music, and how the melody and the structure is way more important than the words you're saying. That's funny, because so I I, I wrote down four topics I wanted to lay down. One of them was... Uh, melody should always come first. For sure. Yeah. His example was, I forget what the song's called, but it's a Jennifer Lawrence song. Or Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> She's That'd singing cool. now. I'm yeah. sure she can sing. Yeah, I'd listen. A Jennifer Lopez song. Uh, and he said, I'm sure no one stuck around at the end of the chorus to find out what happened to her ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No one's listening to <laughs> WAP on the radio right now. Or I guess hopefully not on the fucking radio. It's but, on the radio, uh, just censored. Sure. Right? No one's listening to that song to really hear the payoff of that story. Yeah. <laughs> it's about the melody. Exactly. And the, it's like, a the catchy, vibe. boppy song. Right. Yeah. And to me, always come up... Again, this is kind of a, a side point of all this. But like you said, melody are is way more important than the words that you're saying. Especially... I think it always has been, if you really look I do up, through the history of music. But yeah. especially today... Like, yeah. with the attention span of the average consumer of music, mm-hmm. a lot of people now don't even pay attention to lyrics. If you're, like, an average radio listener, you most likely aren't yeah. really paying too deep attention to the lyrics. Nope. You're you're humming along to a very catchy chorus of a song. And you might know a couple of the words in the chorus enough to, like, fake sing in your steering wheel. Yeah. But odds are you'll be humming that song in your head all day long. That's it. And with yeah. that being said, I mean... I am huge on lyrics. I love like great lyrical arts. That's why one thing I love about Dominic Fike is his lyrics are amazing and his melodies are also incredible. They both are so incredibly important to any piece Mm -hmm. of music. But yeah, I mean, I think that the melody does kind of override the, uh, the lyrics and you kind of can get both. Like, so I am from kind of a time where I used to, I like to listen to albums front to back and I like when these albums tell a story. Yeah, me too. Right. And you feel like, And you feel rewarded yeah. for paying attention, right? But your like average modern day radio listener does not give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> they don't care. That's at why all. they don't play full albums on the radio. <laughs> right. That's why if you again are a childish Apple Music user, <laughs> the default setting for Apple Music is it won't even put the album in its actual order. It'll put the song that's most popular first. Oh, is it really? So if you go on. Uh, I believe it was a Rolling Stones album. I forget which one it is, but Brown Sugar. I think it was Sticky Fingers. Brown Sugar's first. That's not the first song on the album yeah, right. in the original cut. Huh. It's the most popular. I, it's a setting you can change. I'm sure. Yeah, but, absolutely. But they know that the modern listener, if you're going to find that album, you want to listen to that band's most popular. You song. want the single, right yeah. off the bat, right? And that's why the, no one's even really making full albums anymore, unless you're like. You have the means of doing so. 100%, yeah. Like, unless you're, like, giant artists who... You probably came up releasing EPs and singles, but now enough people care about you and they'll pay for this, kind of like Dominic Fike did this year. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, his payoff album. Yeah, to me, melody is so much more important than the actual words you're saying in modern music anyways. Yeah. 
I agree. And again, I mean, I am, I'm huge on lyrics and they are both so important to me personally. And I think in the grand scheme of things, they are both incredibly important, but yeah, at the end of the day, people, you can't hum a, like a lyric. You can't hum a word. You're humming the melody that that word yeah. is sung in. You know what I mean? Yeah, for but, sure. But um, yeah, again, everything we just mentioned now, it's, it doesn't mean that this is the only way to do it. It doesn't mean this is the right way to do it. You know, no. any method of songwriting that you personally use, whoever you are that's listening, any method you use to create, if if that works for you personally, that is the way to do it for mm-hmm. you. These are just, hopefully you can take something from this and maybe... Um, you can try something new where you try one of these tips if you don't already yeah. use these. And it's know? not to say like, say you take one thing from this and everything else we had, we said today completely like clashes with everything you believe in. That's cool. We hope you use our one thing and yeah. apply it. Totally. Know? These are just kind of common <clears throat> practices that we use in our like everyday songwriting things yeah. that help us right yeah and i mean if you have um any specific tips that that you'd suggest we're easy to reach <laughs> like please just reach out yeah. dm us message us and just say like hey this is this is how we like to do things and we'll gladly give that a try again we're all about experimenting i mean we'll, we're the, always down to try new things one of the great things with music is like if you're if you're passionate about it, you never stop learning and there's yeah. always eight million things to learn you'll never like win music. Yeah. You know? No, you can never know everything about music. Yeah. It's, you just can't. No one does. People have been doing this their entire lives. They're hopefully learning things every day, right? Totally, yeah. So, it, like he said, he had to know if there's anything that you guys do that you feel like that we can incorporate, by all means, shoot us a message. We'll be glad yeah. to try anything. Straight up. Right? Yeah. And, I mean, on that note, we'll, we'll wrap this up. Um Please, if, if you're listening, um, it's very important that you, you follow us um, wherever you're listening to us. You like the podcast, do whatever you do on whatever platform you're listening on. Smash that like button. S- smash that like, fam. I do <sighs> see the vision, would enjoy building. We are North of 64. This is a North of 64 cast. Greg's North of 64, I quit. <laughs> In case I don't see ya. Good afternoon, good evening. <laughs>